You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. Boom! We are back, Eddie. Tommy Boy. Podcast 90. 90, baby. Goddamn. Getting on. Welcome to the Hello Sport Podcast, a place of unwavering, biased, and unqualified opinion. We talk the week uh, the week that was in sport. Correct. And what a week it's been, Eddie. It's been a rip snorter. It's been a bloody week. There's a shitload that's going oh, on. Oh, there's a lot to get through. I'm looking forward to touching on a couple of things. Uh, obviously, David Warner. Yeah. Cricket. Winks. Winks. Rugby league's uh, back. High-powered, high-powered, or rather, high-paid greyhounds. High-paid greyhounds. Some yeah. of the richest greyhounds going around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, high-paid. High-paid. Yeah. Real, real, real big bicky shit. Big bicky stuff. But before we get into the week that was, we like to sort of catch up. We, we talk about the... Weekend, the weekend that was, where we've been, what we've been doing, how are we? And I think for anyone who's been a loyal, long-term listener, they might sort of be going, "Well, I thought the podcast comes out on a Tuesday usually." And you know what? They'd be right. Historically, it does. Yeah, come and, out on a Tuesday, and they'd and they'd be right in saying, "Well, this is Wednesday." Well, this is a Wednesday that I'm getting it, so I'm not quite sure what's happening. Let me just clear it, clear it up for you. Eddie had some. You had had a dodgy fish burger. Look, a little bit of food. But you you look horribly thin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, punters, dribblers, um, I've never had food poisoning before. No way. Never had it. Um, so I think I was probably due. Uh, you are well overdue. 27 years on the planet, Tom, probably due for some food poisoning. Uh, and it came on hectically. <laughs> punters, dribblers. So from Are we talking both ends? Yeah, both ends. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was, uh... it was rough. It was rough. So <laughs> me and my, my lovely girlfriend, Ella, thought we'd go down to... Uh, Woolies and get some ingredients for a meal. When we're down there, we start throwing around some ideas. We go to Jamie Oliver's um, sort of recipes section on his website. Jamie Oliver seems like someone you can really... Jamie's dependable. Well, he's a dependable man. He's a man I get around. I trust Jamie. Yes. Now, looking to make some fish burgers. Now, at Woolies, usually there are like Jamie Oliver... Pre, sort of pre-packaged things. Branded you can buy. fish burgers. Yeah, well, not necessarily fish burgers, but other burgers. Okay. Didn't have the fish burgers that we were looking for, so we had to buy the fish, crumb it ourselves. Oh, wow. That's where we've gone wrong. That's where you've gone wrong. Dribblers. Don't now, do it yourself. Now, this was apparently, this is uh, f- snap frozen stuff from, from Vietnam. Oh, Jesus. Okay. So I don't know. I'm not going to, I'm not here to blame the Vietnamese. No, Tom. I don't know if that's. Nor am I here to blame the fishermen from <laughs> Vietnam. No. But I mean, all signs are pointing to well, maybe. There's, it's a long process from from Vietnam, from the boat to to, to my mouth. Tom. Yeah. Now I what I do know for sure is now you know accusations have been thrown around, particularly mm. from my girlfriend. Oh, okay. Of maybe maybe I haven't cooked the burgers. Maybe I haven't cooked the fish. Oh, so maybe it was just a purely chef related. Is it a chef related incident? Now, who cooked them? I cook, uh, <laughs> but I will say this, punters, dribblers. I'm I'm not a man that undercooks that sort of a meat. No, you know what I mean. Seafood and chicken. I make sure it's done. It's better to err on the side of caution and have yeah, it well, well done. I think than, there's than enough. Underdone. I think there's enough warnings in this yes. world. Also, I'm not I'm not acutely aware as to whether or not undercooking fish can. leads to you know salmonella equivalents. You know, yeah, you're right. Well, I mean, sushi certainly. I don't have well, an issue with that. Yeah, sashimi. Well, it's, it's not cooked for shit. No, it's not cooked at all. Also, I mean, look, if I'm if I'm putting on the Eddie hat in terms of an argument that I hope you made to your girlfriend Ella, 
You're a man that hasn't been food poisoned once in 27 years. Yeah, so my record's unblemished. <laughs> it is completely unblemished. It's unblemished. So for her to start... Yeah, yeah, don't pick fights with, with an unblemished man. <laughs> no. Because, to your point, she has had food poisoning before. So she's blemished, I'm not. Yeah, so all signs are sort of... I think your conscience could be clear in this. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I, look, I, I stand here before you today, Tom, confident that the, that the meat was cooked. <laughs> how or was... The, or the fish, rather. How was your experience of... Oh, Horrendous. Like, so oh, what's going well, on here? So it starts to kick in. I'm laying on the couch. It's about 7.30. You know what I mean? I'm, I've, I've watched a movie. I can't even remember now that I've just sort of tried to wipe the day from my memory. <laughs> and I started to feel queasy and I'm like, fuck, did I just eat too much? Like I maybe had, I'm just full. Well, maybe I had a, that giant fish burger and then I had, you know, half a serving of, of potato gems. Yeah. Yeah, it was a Sunday. Yeah. So we got yeah. some gems. Of course you got gems. And then I had some M&M's chocolate. Oh. And I had a shitload of that. Yeah. And I might have had a glass of milk to wash it down. Oh. So, you know, you would be... You'd be right in thinking maybe he's just got a little bit upset stomach because he's gone a bit hard. Yeah, he'd been a bit gluttonous. Late, late in the weekend. Late, a, late in the peak. A Sunday piggy? Yeah, I was a Sunday piggy. Happy to admit that. But then it starts to get worse and worse. Start to feel dizzy. Worse. And then I'm projectile vomiting upstairs and I'm like, oh, I don't reckon that this is just too much chalky and too much, too much, full, and too much full cream milk. <laughs> no, I've, I've eaten probably more than this in terms of chocolate and milk before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I mean, I've, I'm a milkman, Tom. Yeah, I've done my dash with milk. Yeah. I'll drink it straight out of the bottom, yeah. bottle. Don't, don't question my, my ability to consume full cream milk. No, or just milk-based products, <laughs> ice cream specifically. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We exactly. digress. So, vomiting. Vomiting, when, then it's so it's out one end, then it then it's what time when's the shit kick in? The shit kicks in at about I would have said ten. So then I'm shitting and I'm and I'm vomiting and I'm just but in between I'm just in hesitation. Can I ask can I ask what technique we're going with shit in the toilet, vomit in a bucket, or are we vomiting no, in the toilet no, and no, then like never shitting at the same all over time. your legs? Never at the same time, thank That's, God. That is that that is lucky. So I was lucky in that sense. And also lucky because I started about seven, and then it's it's full on for me for seven till about maybe two in the morning, Oof. and then after that it's just fucked up tummy cramps, right? Yeah. Whereas Ella comes on at like twelve, twelve thirty, so not a whole lot of overlap, but a little bit, a little bit. Two toilets, so you, you could know, get you could get it. Done. We can get around it. You could get around that. But look, very unpleasant. Had to take the day off yesterday. Now Woolies, to their credit, to their credit. Uh, Ella's mother got in contact for us when we were a little under the weather. And, and you know what Woolies is doing for us, Tom? What are they doing for you? They're going to refund the fish. Get out of here. Ten bucks. So punters, dribblers, obviously, as we signed off last week, we, we wished a, a big good luck to the boys in cream. Yeah. Boys in cream over in S South Africa at the moment. Trying to get it done for the nation, Tom. Our test cricketers, for those of you that shouldn't be listening to this podcast. Yeah. If you didn't know that, you need to you need to turn off now because mm. we don't have time for people. No. Turn it off. So the boys are over there in Durban uh, looking to get it done in the best of three, and we've come away with the bickies, Tom. Great first up win. We've come away with the bickies in the first up win. What did you make of the... Uh, there was a look, bit of energy not, out we're there. We're not here to break down X's and O's. We've said that before. We're not X's and O's kind of guy. No. Well, you can barely say it. Exactly. Um, they, that's how much it means to us. Exactly. Very little. But I'd, I'd like to get your thoughts on, firstly, because this all sort of... This real, like, this heat, this oh, visceral heat. spice and heat oh, yeah. uh, began for us, for the punter, for the visual dribbler, <laughs> when uh, Davey Warns and Gaza Line combined for a nice little run out of A.B. de Villiers. The great. The great A.B. de Villiers. Mm. Now, what did you make of uh, Lyon's little uh, 
you know, post-run-out behaviour, and then Davey Warner's ensued intensity. Well, look, I think that I think the run-out was 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 thereabouts. You yeah. know what I mean? It's a little bit. It was a bit. Uh, you know what? Yeah, I mean, like, I it's it's provocative. But do we? I guess. I guess that really just boils down the question to: Look, do we want mongrel cricket or moral cricket? Yeah, yeah. And I think I think we've established, or at least it was re-established under under Pop that we we like to play mongrel we test play cricket. Mo- we play best when we play mongrel. When cricket. we play mongrel test cricket, I think we've established that. Uh, I think certainly established that in 2013 when we won five 0 the Ashes. Yes. Have you forgotten punters dribblers? I haven't. No. We play cricket. That sort of cricket, mongrel cricket. Mongrel cricket. Brad Haddon barking at the back of the stumps cricket. Yeah, that sort of cricket. Uh, chin music cricket. Mitchie Johnson cricket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want a do you want a one fifty k nut on your chin, son? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that sort, sort of cricket. cricket. Yeah, that yeah. mongrel cricket. Yeah. So look, I I think it's I think it's part and part parcel of, of the Aussie way. Well, it's it's part and parcel of mongrel cricket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, and that's the sort of cricket we play. If we haven't established that already. Yeah. So it, I kind of liked it. Yeah, I liked it. I didn't fuck me off. No. <laughs> didn't fuck me off. What what sort of did get under me skin just a little bit yeah. is is I think we all know as a nation that the Reverend but but actually the Raging Bull is uh, a raging I, bull. I, I David Warner is a mongrel. Yeah, he is a mongrel. He's he's a, he's a full on mongrel. I think that I think that you know he's the captain of mongrel cricket. Yes, exactly. He is. He's, you know the, what he's, I mean? he's the spiritual leader of mongrel cricket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, There's no yeah. doubting that. No, no, no. And. You know, I think for a long time the uh, the higher ups of, of of cricket Australia would have had you believe that that he was a new man, that he was the Reverend. Well, I believe, and I've heard this, you know, whispers on the winds, Tom, that the Reverend was actually introduced by cricket Australia just to try and reinvent the man. Yes, exactly. But you can't pull the wool over our eyes, Tom. We We've know, been around for too long. We know a mongrel when we <laughs> see one. I can. I think the nation knows a mongrel when they see one. Yeah, and there was no doubting David. Warner's mongrel. Well, David reeks of mongrel. He does reek a mongrel. He's always reeked of mongrel. He's a junkyard dog. He's a chirper. And I mean that in the most glowingly sort of praising way possible. Oh, we're pro David. We're pro mongrel. The I mean, yes, there's been a bit of criticism in the past about his about his international work, and by that I mean runs outside of Australia. <laughs> yeah, runs for the nation outside of Australia. Well, runs of late. Yeah, and I mean, he'd probably he'd put his hand up and own that. Yeah, there's nothing in that. We're, we're big fans of David's. Yeah. He's the VC of the nation, for Christ's sake. But there's no hiding the fact that he's a mongrel. Born a mongrel will be, always be a mongrel. Born a mongrel, die a mongrel. Yeah. Uh, that mongrel sort of stepped up a notch. <laughs> yeah. He sort of he's, he's sort of he went beyond the bounds of mongrel and into... Well, to, 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 to off-field mongrel. He's, look, he's, he's done some off-field mongrel before. He's knocked out Joe Root. Again, I, I had no issue with it. Personally, I don't think the nation had a problem with it. <laughs> no. Sometimes you got to you got to be seen to reign in a mongrel. <laughs> yeah. You can put a choker chain on his neck and just yank it and sort of let him know you're there. And I think that's what Cricket Australia did. But by and large, they were happy with what he did to Joe. Yeah, yeah. Which was tell him where he where he sat in the pegging order. Yeah, sit down, Joe. I'm going to put one on your chin. Yeah. Now this was, I mean, this was it. It was almost more hectic. I maybe because it was on camera, but. I think it's because we got to see it. We got to see. We, we never got, really see it, and no. they and the, the stump mics are always turned down, yes. which is a bloody crying shame, as far as I'm concerned. You yeah. should be able to buy a premium package whereby you are allowed to listen. Yeah, the stump can. We stump can't. Mark. We don't live in that world. But just he would just be the chirpiest little fucker of all time. Yeah. But we don't hear that, and we don't see any footage. So and we're the poor for it. We are the poor for it. But, but to your point, we got some footage. We got some footage for us. Uh, it is on our Instagram. If you haven't seen it, Hello Sport Podcast. You should have seen it. But if you haven't, go see it. 
now, reports emerging from South Africa. Who knows whether you believe them or not, but where there's smoke, there's fire. Mm-hmm. Is that... So the stoush in the stairwell as they were coming off for tea was between David Warner and Quentin de Kock. Yes. Now, the rumour is that de Kock may have made a sledge about Mrs. Warner. Yeah. More specifically, Candy. Yeah. Candy Warner. Candy Warner. I.E. Candy Falzone. I.E. Iron Woman Candy Falzone. Now... (laughs) That's correct. I... Don't think it's worth you or I, you know, saying what we the rumours yeah. are that have been said. Yeah, but if you know some of the history that you might have an well, idea. Let me of what put. Let me put it this way. Let me put it this this way. It's the same rumour that's always brought up when David's been a mongrel. David's been a mongrel. Oh, he's been a mongrel because so and so was said about Candy Pelzone. Well, yeah, something happened. Yeah, yeah. Some Candy was brought up. Yeah, Candy was brought up, and it's always the same story they're bringing up. Yeah. Now look. Let me put it that way. Look. That'd get that'd fuck me off if I was if I was Dave, especially a mongrel like Dave. That'd fuck me right off. <laughs> of course, it fucks you right off. But my my thinking is that it's sort of maybe it may very well be the last resort of sort of like okay, well fuck you. Yeah, if you're going there, mongrel, then I'm I'm going to go there too. Yeah, right. Yeah, so it's it's almost just a it's the and last so, ditch effort to out yeah. mongrel a mongrel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. I mean, and when, when you when you when you backed into a corner by a bloody rabid mongrel like Dave, Dave Warner. Sometimes you've got to start bringing out the big guns, yeah. the big bickies. So that's and that's the one that everyone goes to. It's, and that's, I think, why it keeps coming up, because cause Dave backs him into that corner. Apparently, it was an, a one-hour, unrelenting barrage at Quinton that undid him. Yeah. That sent him down that path. You know what I mean? Yeah, brought out the mongrel it in brought him. out the mongrel in Quinton. Now, that's what I've heard. Apparently, he was, you know, he was saying things about his mum and his sister. and Warner was saying things yeah, about yeah. Quintons. I, I, think, I think, you know, referring to himself or members of the family as bush pigs. Oh. That's what I've heard. Well, it's look, alleged. It's alleged. It's all alleged. But look, you know what? If, if Davey the mongrel Warner is bringing up shit like that, and then Quinton DeCock, DeCock yeah. comes up with, you know, his own little bit of mongrel. Yeah. Hey. I love it. Fair game. It's good for cricket, I think. All's fair in love and war. Hey, what are we talking about? Cricket. Yeah. Test what's cricket. on the what's on the tip of everyone's tongues? Cricket. Did you see Mitchell Stark walk up those stairs looking every bit of a big, huge, rangy buck? Like a six foot five buck? Yeah, yeah, like I'm I'm taller than two meters. Oh sorry, am I am I over two meters uh Every bit of broad-shouldered Adonis. Yeah. Uh, did I take nine wickets this test match? I yeah. Don't know. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. One nil Australia. Am, uh, I, am I the best reverse swing bowler in the world? Oh yeah, I am. Yeah, the yeah, best I am. Reverse swing bowler in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Did we beat South Africa? Did we just win one nil at home? Are we up one nil? Yeah. We are, yeah. Um, but maybe one nil Decock <laughs> over to Warns because he got him. Oh, he got him. He got him. He got him. We don't know what was said. We don't know what was said. We think we have an idea, but I think it's safe to say that it's it's one nil de cock D Warner in the war of the mongrel, which is a subplot, obviously, to the main plot. There's a bit on in rugby league, Eddie. Punters, dribblers, as we come to you, there's one more sleep tool to rugby league. That's it. It's back tomorrow. Yeah. When you're hearing this. Yeah. It's back tomorrow. Bit on. Plenty on. Plenty on. A uh, couple of things that we've missed. Well, not really missed because we haven't had a show 
since all this shit went down. But a couple of rugby league things I'd like to touch on, Eddie. Yeah. Uh, firstly, I think the the one that just sort of broke over this, this sort of week, Todd Carney. Todd. Uh, trying to get back in the NRL. Um, Captain Bubbles. Can't seem to get any love from the NRL. Not getting a whole lot of love. From ends done a lot of marketing. Our Todd. Our Todd. Aussie Todd. Yeah. The, ru- he, the, the qu- game of rugby league yeah, Todd. Yeah, the, the, your quintessential rugby league player. Yeah, out and out leaguey. Yeah. Well, he's, he, he represents everything that league is, Tom. He's been kicked out of a town. He's pissed in his own mouth. He's set people on fire. I mean, I don't know what else rugby league wants from a rugby league player. Yeah. But Todd seems like you're like in terms of, in terms poster of, boy. Well, we, and we talked about it last week, Tom. In terms of marketing gen- dollars. In terms of generating free marketing dollars for the league, Tom. Todd no, seems to have done. I think, I think Todd, Todd's almost in a league of his own. No stone unturned sort of work. Yeah, yeah. He's right up there in terms of the, the greatest revenue generators the game's ever seen. So one of the great marketers of all time. And he goes away to his in, into exile for four years. The league can't be seen to have him around. Goes and wastes his life over in the Super League. Yeah. Well, I mean, which is sad. It's a well, sad that's, story. that's punishment enough. It is. And then Todd comes back, says no to a contract... In the Super League again for Hull yeah. says no purgatory says says no to purgatory and yes to to stifling the stifling humidity of, of far northern Queensland FNQ bush footy that's right playing for the Northern Pride up there on match payments match payments are a feed and a couple of schooners <laughs> so Todd's playing for for a meat pie and a schooner yeah but he's doing his best to get back to to the league that he loves and the league, land. to the league that he's done so much more for Tom exactly and that's to play. In the NRL. Now, what I've heard, what you've heard, is that... Hey, North- first, he, he, was linked with, he was linked with Manly first. Trent yeah, was trying to get him. But were we? Well, I, look... There, I don't think so. I think that if we wanted it, we would have No, well, because Manly had some salary... Has got Is in the throes of some salary cap I don't shit. Th- yeah, but, so, but total cost you 100k. Yes, I know, but they were, they were very... Li- it's even why Moses Suli is now at Manly, but he hasn't signed a contract yet. So Moses Suli, very easy to get someone like Suli who has just... We'll get to him, but... With Todd, it was like, Todd's not going to sign a fucking contract. Uh, or Todd needs to sign a contract. Uh, the NRL's got to say yes, but the NRL isn't going to say yes because this guy's a fucking... Like, they're not just going to say yes to Todd Carney, right? Mm. So that deal was scuppered. Don't use that word very often. I hear it a lot, but I don't use it often. Scuppered. Yeah. Uh, then this week sort of came out that maybe he was going to land a one-year deal with uh, the cows. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm hearing. That's what we're hearing. I then heard today that the NRL ain't going to ain't gonna sign off on that deal. The Integrity Commission saying no. The NRL just going, look, I, I, I wonder where the NRL's kind of gone like, Todd, we've, we've fucking been here before. Like a cheating boyfriend. Like you've just, I've taken you back that many times. Mm. I don't know if you're going to cheat on me again. I'd be sick. Because if you cheat on me again, it's like that, hey, trick me once, shame on you. Trick me twice, shame on me. Trick me again. And again, and again, <laughs> and again, I'm the problem. Look, I understand that. But I will make this point. I will make this point. Please. Now, is what Todd's done, historically, of which on our past shows we've tried to go through, for the absolute loyal punter and dribbler, there, there's, there's been episodes where we've tried to 
Oh, the Todd Carney episode. Well, yeah, it's where we try to document everything that Todd's done wrong. And I think it was well, it was a three, it was a three three hour special, three episode three yeah, hour special. Yeah, that's right. But I will say this, Tom: is it as bad as what Matt Lodge has, has done? done? Absolutely not. There you go. But and so, what is this? What is this a case of? Is this a case of Matt is young? He's done two really bad things. But he's young, and we're going to give him one more shot. Versus Todd, who's had Todd's cheated on us plenty shots, of times, but not as bad. Don't don't as amount to as bad. No, I think what this is, if we're talking about in a relationship sense, Todd, we've caught Todd hitting up some DM and some some birds. You know, he's been cheating yeah. on. He's just been DM and some yeah, birds. Maybe, he's done it a few times. Yeah, maybe maybe even a, maybe even a little pair. Yeah, Lodge fucked my best mate. Yeah, twice. So make of that what you will. Make of that what you will. But I will say this. Lodge is a fucking grub, and that video, he looked cooked. Just absolutely shit-faced. I don't know if that helps him or hinders him, where it's like, well, the guy was fucking hammered. Like, you know, we've all got those friends, Eddie, or, yeah. or had those friends. I try not to hang around him too often, where you're going like, yeah, look, I know he's a fucker when he's pissed, but he's a good bloke when he's sober. Don't know about, don't know whether that case is, you know, applicable to Lodge. I don't know whether he's ever a good bloke. He could be. Well, he did also. He has been accused of hitting hitting his ex misses. Might have been on the source. Well, <laughs> again, yeah, not, yeah, not not a mitigating circumstance. <laughs> just more like, oh, he's just a fuckwit yeah, and yeah. probably shouldn't drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And apparently, not drinking at the Broncos hasn't had a drink for eight hundred days. Is that right? Yeah, since that night. Is that right? I think so. Since that night. Well. Look, if he is up back on the straight and narrow, and if it was the alcohol that's turned him into a menace, and if he realises that and tries to get off it, maybe one more chance. But I'm also, Tom, here to tell you that I reckon Todd deserves another crack. Because pissing in your own mouth in some states in this country is celebrated. If you go up north, it's celebrated to piss in your own mouth. Still on league. Still on league, just, just just league stories, though. Yeah. Look, we're not going to sit here and preview the season if that's what you're looking for. If no. you want to do that, go, go, and, go and pick up the newspaper. Or go and watch Fox Sports. Yeah, go pick up the newspaper or watch Fox Sports. That's because... where you get people previewing the, the season and who's the good matchups and who's going to be doing well and who's a great signing. We don't know that shit. We don't care. If you come to us for that, then you are making bad life choices. <laughs> no, no. We're yarners. We yarn. About we... things that have happened. Yeah, we talk shit. Yeah. I'm not giving you any info that's no, no, no. useful. What I do want to talk about, though, Tom, what I want to talk about with you right now yep. is that the NRL, who have bought the rights to the immortal uh, tag, the, 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 honor, the concept. Concept, sure. Uh, they've, they've announced that there's a, the ninth immortal will be revealed this year. Very exciting, Eddie. Just the one. You're only allowed one. That's what they're giving us. They're giving us one or more this year. And I hope to God that they're not just going to keep rolling them out every two years. No. Because that would fuck me off. Yeah, that would fuck me right off. Have we thought about, and I don't know if the NRL has, I haven't heard a whole lot about what they're saying. They thought about putting Joey in again. Putting Joey in again? Put him in twice. Eighth and ninth. Just, just because of what he's done for the well, game. Well, I mean, because of what he's done for the game. Because he's the best. He's the greatest of all time. So you're saying that... That would define him as the greatest, of as all. if he was immortal twice. The double immortal. Yeah. Look, maybe they won't do that. Maybe not. Who do? You, who are they going to go with? I mean, there's there's just some names that have been thrown around. We'll work through them. 
Number one's Darren Lockyer. Look, I think I think it's hard to go past Darren. I think Darren certainly will be. I one. think that also punters, dribblers. I th- I find it very very hard to envision that the NRL will pick either Thurston or Cam Smith when they're still they won't playing. I think that would be ludicrous. I'm pretty sure the rules are you've got to be retired for five years. Okay, well that well then that clears it up. That clears that. So Darren obviously. You know, champion 5'8 and fullback. Yeah. Won a shitload of prams. Shitload uh, of Origins. Started the Origin dynasty. Uh, World Player of the Year at two positions. Golden Boot, rather. Yeah. Has to be an immortal at some point. Brad Fittler. Wouldn't pick him. Nah. Bob McCarthy. Sorry, Bob. Look, I'm sure you were great, but I just... And look, obviously, nah. it's hard for me to give an opinion on a player that was fucking Ronnie before Coop. my time. Yeah. Nah. Nah. I tell you who Norm Proven. Yes, Proven. Now, for those of you who don't know who Norm is, Norm is on the trophy that they hand out. He's the tall guy. Yeah, after they win the pram. Now, what did Norman do? You might say. Listen to what Norm did. Proven played in ten of St George's incredible eleven consecutive titles in the nineteen fifties and sixties. He also had a stint as captain coach. Current Brisbane coach Wayne Bennett is amongst those who believe Proven should be the next immortal, with Bennett saying, I don't know of anyone in the game that did more than Norm Proven ever did. Now, that's coming from the great Wayne Bennett, of whom, I believe, gets a vote and has a bit of sway at the table, Tom. Oh, Wayne's got sway. Apparently, last time they sat down for a little meeting, Wayne goes... Uh, we'll be picking Joey, <laughs> if you don't mind. If you're telling me to pick one player, the best that I've seen out of some out of a out of everyone who is not yet an immortal, we're picking Joey. Joey's it. That's it. He's the best to have ever done it. Joey's the eighth, and that was what happened. So if he's throwing his weight behind Norm, Norm's every chance. Norm's still kicking and as well. I wouldn't mind him, Tom. I reckon it'd be a nice bloody touch if they went back. You know. Yeah. Like the last couple we've been, you know, chipping through them. And if they go, no, 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 no. We're taking it back. It'd be nice if they just go all the way back to, to someone who ran around the 50s and the 60s yes and said, you. Norm's getting it. Norm's getting it. And he's still alive, Eddie. I'd like yeah. Norm to get an immortal tag before he croaks. Are we putting, our, are we putting the Hello Sport vote for Norm? I think we're voting for we get Norm. Because we get a vote. I'll tell you what else I really like about Norm's feats, Eddie, was that when he was when he was winning, he wasn't winning for a dirty merger club. No, that was when that was just a proud one team club, no, like St one George club. Dragons, St George. No merger there. No, St George Dragons, Dragons. not the Illawarra Steelers. No, no, no. St George, Dra- St George Dragons. Yeah, and he captain coached, which is pretty loose. <laughs> it's super loose. So I think he's got our hello sport vote he's as got well. Ours. Uh, Mal Meninga, big Mal. Mal's next. He's next. And then Lockyer's after that. Happy for Mal to to be to be in the discussion. I think Mal should be there, but I'm not giving it to Mal. No, giving it to Norm. I'm giving it to Norm. Proves. Proves. Provesy boy. Provesy. Stixy, I believe his nickname might be. But if you've got an opinion, punish dribblers. Let us know. It's either Proven or Joey twice. I don't know what else I can tell you. Eddie. Now, you and I don't necessarily spend as much time as maybe we should talking about soccer in Australia. There are, look, there are probably well-documented reasons for that. I tell you what, look, I don't... We'll, t- we'll talk about the Socceroos. T- absolutely, we'll talk about the Socceroos. We'll be talking about them in Russia this year. Absolutely, we will. But I think... But we're I th- not big A-League. No, man. try to, but I'm not. we're not big on A-League. I think it's endemic of maybe the problem with A-League 
With yeah. the A-League, when the biggest, the only time I even hear about it is when the Wanderers fans have been cunts. Yeah. Which seems to be relatively frequent on an annual basis. I'm not saying it's like the whole season. No. But year on year. But it does, it does seem to be. The Wanderers fans seem to be fuckwits. Yeah. I think that's fair to say. Now, obviously it's not all fans, Eddie. No. But it's, they're sort of like, is it, is it look? Is it me or is the the Wanderers fans just all seem like bikies or the RBB at least the red and black block? Are they a chapter of bikies or are they? Well, I think what it is really, and this is just again from from someone who doesn't spend a whole lot of time watching and just sort of looking from the outside in. I think what they're trying to do is they they're just trying to get the A League up and about a bit, Tom. And and they and they look they look at England and they look at you know the big leagues overseas and they and they probably see. Vocal, passionate, passionate, frenetic, flare lighting, flare lighting over the top hooligans. hooligan fans. That's probably what they see, and um, you, you can't blame them for that because they're front and center. You know what I mean? They're they're lively. They're they're full of color and energy, Tom. Yes, it's infectious. I get it, but you don't have to be a fuckwit. Yeah, at the same time, that's the thing that I- now. Do I have a massive problem with them lighting flares like burning themselves? Not really. If you want to go around burning yourself. Well, I don't know about them burning. I think they're, well, maybe they're burning other people. Yeah, but like, if you're going to take one, just light it in front of yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? But look, flares are whatever. What I do have a problem with is when they go around bashing people. Yes. That's where I sort of draw a line in the center and go, hang on, hang on. Hang on here, guys. Hang on, mate. Look, I know that you're trying to be a bit of a hooligan, a bit of a lad. A bit of a bikey. I mean? stand, up for your, stand up for your club and all that shit. But at the end of the day, it's the A League. It's the A League. So you actually come across as a bit of a fucking loser because there's there's 400 people at the game. Yeah, I don't think the A League's been talked about outside of the Red and Black Block since Del Piero left the shores. No, now Del Piero's a man we could get around. Well, well they winner, were the, Champions League winner. There, was, you know, there were the marquee years winners. of the A League that were interesting. Where have they gone? Why have we why have we do, gone away from the marquee Where years? Where have they got? To Tom, because the marquee years were fun. They were great. Emil Heskey, yeah. Dwight York was here once. Yeah, Dwight was kicking about. Shinji Ono, look at me rattling off <laughs> names, mate. I don't. I couldn't tell you one person in the A League right now. Because there's no big household names. We need to bring back the the marquee yeah, and you know, years. You know what happened? You know what happened? I a couple of years ago, in during the marquee years specifically. The A League went through a bit of a, a boom. I think you. I think it's fair to Fucking say. Fucking oath, it did. Um, Ange or Angie Postacoglu. Angie Posty. They they finally finally thought that you know Australia, the Socceroos rather could could handle an, an Australian coach, a domestic coach, yep. homegrown, homegrown. So they throw Angie into the big job, into the big gig, sweatiest coach alive. They in think, world yeah. Sport. And then they also think, look, maybe the A-League has matured to a point where we don't need the marquee Wrong. name anymore. Maybe we can rely on homegrown talent. Wrong. But what happens to the homegrown talent, Tom? Where does the homegrown talent go? Europe. Europe. So all the best players aren't here. No. They, like, to the point where you would go and play fifth or sixth division Netherlands football as opposed to the A League, if yeah. you know what's good for you. Yeah. So on that basis alone, the talib- the talent, the caliber of player here in the country is is medium, mediocre rather. Yes. 
So what's wrong with bringing a couple of old has-beens over there trying to jack up a bit of national interest? That's it. Give them $2 million a season and let's just let, let us watch. So where have we got to? Instead of talking about marquee players, your Shinjianos, your Del Pieros, your Heskies. Your Heskies. Your Dwight Yorks. Yeah. We're now talking about the red and black block who are lighting flares on themselves in the rain at a three-quarter packed um, derby between Sydney FC and Western Sydney Wanderers, which a couple of years ago used to fill out yeah. every single time rain, hail, or shine. And then bashing an old man who's just taken his daughter to a game. Yeah, that's where we're at. So the A-League needs to have a good look at themselves, look hard look in the mirror and go, is this actually the red and black block's fault? Or is it our fault for turning our back on the one thing that kept this fucking league interesting, which was good players that got old? All right, look. We're trying to work out exactly how to how to term this segment, but it's around look, it's around successful fauna. <laughs> Animals. Yeah. Really, really, really fast fauna. Yeah, fast fauna. Fast fauna. <laughs> Some of Australia's fastest fauna. <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna start off with Winx, obviously. Yes. She's done it again. Our girl. Our girl, the nation's girl, are uh, sixteen group ones, if if you don't mind. Well, let me just quickly let's just let me take the punter and the dribbler through uh, the records Winx has currently uh, amassed after her uh, win on the weekend. At the Chippy Norton. At the Chippin, Chippy, Chipping Norton uh, Stakes, whatever the fuck it's called. So, 16th Group 1 win, which equals the record set in 1984 by US champion John Henry. Firstly, what a horrible name for a horse, but we'll move on from that. John Henry <laughs> sounds like a fucking teacher. Well, they're Yanks, Tom. They are Yanks. Um, her 23rd win... Uh, in succession, now only two behind the famous Black Cav, another friend of the show. Black, how are you? Um, Black was a sprinter by trade, Eddie. Is that correct? That's correct. Wink's a little bit more of a stayer. Well, Wink's... Mid-distance. Well, Wink's can sprint and she can stay. So she's a jack of all trades or a jill of all trades. That's correct. It's 2018, Tom. How dare you? That's correct. Uh, So that's a 23rd win in succession behind Cav, uh, as we just said. Uh, Cav holds a record at 25 for most consecutive wins for an Australian horse, Eddie. Yep, that's right. She also becomes the first mare to win three Chipping Norton stakes in succession. God, she's good. She's good. And that win takes her career prize money to $15,976,925. Call it 16 mil. Let's call it 16 mil. Now... If she if she wins at the George Ryder Stakes, which is in uh, two weekends' time, I mm-hmm. think. Don't hold me to that. I it's, won't. It's, it's upcoming. Yeah. If she gets the W there, she'll have the world record for Group 1 wins at 17, if she gets the W, okay. which she will. She will. And then, and then has the opportunity then to go to the Queen Elizabeth Stakes on Championship Day at Bloody Randwick. And try to get to twenty five and and equal the the great black caviar, which would be biblical. That would be the Queen Elizabeth Stakes. Also, is has prize money of four million. Fuck. So that'll take us straight up to twenty. Yeah. Well, she wouldn't win all of that. No, but but, she, but uh, with the George Ryder as well, she'd be getting close. She'd be getting close to that number. Would she be the richest horse in the world, Winksy? No. 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 No, there would have been horses of one more. And I'm saying that just because I think that they, we'd know about it. Yeah, right. It would well, have been, it would also have been, be some sires that are raking in a shitload of cash? Oh, well, you're talking. No, I'm, you're talk, I'm talking about. 
just running. No, I thought you were talking about race winnings. Yeah, right. Mate, like black net, black. Some horse. No, got it. It's fast net rock. Fast net rock. Fast net rock. Fast net rock, I believe, at, at the, at the pinnacle of his, of his siring. Yeah. Tom, I think he was getting paid something like 300k a nut. <laughs> per nut. Per nut. So a lot of size, a lot of bloody stallions that have got it. They go about them. They don't race that long. No, they get in there, get a couple of wins. So they want the progeny. They want them to be. They want them to be. They uh, want them to be good at racing. Well, they want them to be good at racing. They also need to come from the right bloody bloodlines. Yeah. Then they want to get them in for a couple of big wins. Yeah. And then they'll fuck them off straight yeah. to start because they'll just nut for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Right. Makes sense to me. Absolutely. Whereas the mares, they they hang around and look for the bickies. Yes, they they earn some. They get some wins yeah. under the belt. I'm going to amass, you know, twenty million, twenty five million in prize well, money well, in Winx's case, and then going to go knock out a couple of kids. Well, well, that's it though as well because I mean, nine months. I don't know what the gestational period is of a horse, Eddie. I'm, I'm not looking that deep into it. Let's just say it's like nine months. Yeah. Well, Let's just say it is. Yeah. That takes a lot longer. So for Winx, it doesn't really serve her to come and fucking get a couple of wins and go and gestate. Ponies for the rest of her life. No, 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 I can be. I mean, I'm sure that this Black Rock horse, Fastnet Rock, Fastnet Rock, couple of nuts a day. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if they're holding them. Sort of. I think that they want to have some level of control over uh, the nutting. His his children, so to speak. So his, his offspring. Yeah. Because they don't want to. Because then they can go. Well, don't look wanna... how many Group One winners he's he's created. Right. So you don't you know want to I mean? dilute the. You pool don't want to of... dilute the pool, but also. You can get off a lot more nuts than you can babies, babies, ponies, yeah, baby ponies. That's yeah. right. So I mean, and he's just he's just nothing for gold. He's just nothing for gold. Yeah. Whereas Winx has got to go through a bit of a period. Yeah. But we digress. Yeah, yeah, we do. Congratulations to to Winx. <laughs> yes. Congrats, congrats, uh, Dal. You're fantastic. Can't wait to catch up for a trough of piss soon. Beer soon, obviously. Trough soon. Trough soon. <laughs> um. Can't wait for a trough, sir. Can't wait for a trough with you, babe. Now, usually when we're talking fast, fast fauna, fast fauna on this show, yeah, uh, we usually we usually just ended at Winks. Well, that's all we've got. Used to be Black Cab would end it at. Now we ended at Winks, but not today. No, because we have now in this country. Yeah, we've got a new highest prize winner in greyhound history. The great Fanta Bale. Fanta Bale. Which is a relation of the great Fernando Bale. Get if, out of here. For the, for the very astute greyhound punter or dribbler. Oh, yeah. They may know Fernando Bale. Fernando Bale did have the record. Now, Fanta Bale just went past it. Has so what, what is the nature of their relation? Father, son, cousin? Do we know that? I think, I think son. Son. I think son. So son's just outdone dad. I think son, yes. Uh, Paul Wheeler. Owns the Bale dynasty. Um, so Fanta Bale has just raked in a cool $1.36 million. Oh, that's that's some good cash. This is career earnings or is this that's from- That's career earnings, yeah. Fuck. But we're talking greyhounds here. Dish yeah, We're stuff. talking about a pooch here. Yeah, dishies. Dishies. Uh, 1.6 mil. Got it over. Got it over. Uh, is got- that the global record? Yeah. The that's the, that's the global record. Two Australians. So we're obviously a great- Dishy nation. Oh, we're a, we're a dishy nation. It, I wonder it, if that's it runs almost our blood. not given the credit we deserve as a dishy nation. Now, I don't know about you, but I would almost, I'd almost have a, a good look at that coat of arms. 
maybe sub out the kangaroo and, and the, and the emu, emu, or maybe sub in a dish in and a pony. Put some fast fauna on there. Eddie, uh, as we wrap up another week, another stellar sterling week. Mm. Another rip snorter. Rip snorter. Uh, we've got to hand out an ice cold VB um, to a great Australian. Now, before we do, just quickly, I am back on the booze. Yeah. So you can now I celebrate can, handing. I can out. now celebrate with me. Uh, with <laughs> I can now celebrate with our Victor. Yeah. Who you probably guessed. Who you probably guessed because I started saying it. Is the great Mick Fanning. The great Mick Fanning. He's retired. Getting a VB. Mick, congrats on a great career. He's obviously, he came out last week, Tom, I believe Thursday or Wednesday even. Look, certainly one day. Yeah. uh, Announcing his retirement this year Mm. from the World Tour. He's going to retire at Bells Beach. Bells is where he won famously on debut as a a wild card. Yeah. As just a young buck. From the west west of Sydney. Yeah. Penrith boy via the Goldie. uh, Just getting it done. As a rookie down at Bell's Beach, rings the bell. I think he's rung the bell four times. Fuck. I mean, he's a bell ringer, Tom. He's a bell ringer. He's also won the tour three times. Yeah. He was robbed another year. Was he but robbed? for another day. Yeah, we don't need to get into that. He's won three, and he's also won 22 times on tour. 22 right. times. I'm pretty sure the only event he hasn't won is Pipe, which he'll not win because he's not going back. He'll never win it. But... Honestly, Tom, one of one of the greatest Australians, I think, to have ever lived, to have ever lived. Yeah. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. White Lightning, yeah, um, has gone through you know some pretty punchy ordeals over his life. He's had some very punchy ordeals. Some very punchy ordeals. Lost both, lost two of his brothers. I don't know if he has a, a remaining brother. I'm not lost, sure. He's lost two. Brothers. He's lost two brothers. Uh, he almost got killed by a shark. That's every human's nightmare, let alone surfer. His marriage broke down. But he still finds time to, to help out sick kids. That's it. And inspire people. Tom. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Help people. And also finds time to win and dominate the world tour. Despite the hardships. And put it this way. Put it this way. Is there an Australian alive, Tom, that hasn't heard of Mick Fanning? He's part of the fabric. He of is. Nature, he, he of this nature. He is. Culture, he is. Of this nation. He absolutely is. And certainly... Nothing entrenched him more into Australian folklore and global Australian folklore than literally taking on a great white. Yeah, and getting the W. Getting the W against a great white. Yeah, yeah, and then and then and then having a little bit of time off, obviously coming back. Yeah, just needs to find himself. Hey, I just I just took on a great white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that that drains you. That drain that drain any not man. Only, not not just physically punishable, but emotionally drains. You. I think almost more emotionally. Oh, absolutely. Without question, Tom. But what does Mick do? Mick comes back the next year and gets the win. Gets the win. Just goes. Yeah, oh. I'm probably just gonna. I'm probably gonna go back to J Bay and I'm probably gonna get the W. Yeah, just to put this to bed. And 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 you know and and also like, if the shark wasn't humiliated enough, mm. now it's undoubtedly humiliated. That shark hasn't been spotted at that beach since. I'm pretty sure it, it just took itself out the back. Yeah. Drowned itself. Yeah. Very hard to do for a shark. Just went down deep, super yeah, deep. Real deep. Uh, so to Mick, congratulations on a stellar career. Congratulations on being one of the fucking best Australians to ever to have ever lived. To have ever graced this fine earth. Uh, good luck in post surfing life. Can't wait to see what you do. And just have a have a slab. Have a slab on us. Have a slab. Have a have a cube of thirty cans or thirty tins yeah. on us. Yep. Can't wait to have a couple with you soon, mate. Be soon, Mick. Honestly, mate. Uh, happy we could have. Uh, happy we were able to be a small part in such a big career.
Farewell, Punish Dribblers. See you next week, guys. Could you two just not talk anymore? <laughs>